The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. To the movies now, Brian Lloyd from entertainment.ie is with us. And let's talk about an Irish-made movie starring Olivia Colman, set in Ireland and directed by Ema Reynolds. Tell us all about Joyride. Yeah, so Ema Reynolds, people will know her as the director of The Farthest, which was this absolutely fantastic documentary about the NASA Voyager that was out a couple of years ago. More recently, she did Songs for While I'm Away, which was the Thin Lizzy documentary, well, the Fiddle In It documentary that uh, was out uh, during the pandemic and got absolutely fantastic reviews. This is her first attempt at a narrative film, if you know, a kind of fictional film, if you like. Uh, Olivia Colman plays a solicitor who has an unplanned pregnancy in her mid-40s. She is planning to give the child away to her sister. She's getting in a taxi. Just as she's about to uh, take off on her journey, uh, a young chap played by Charlie Reed hijacks the ja- hijacks the taxi. He's like 14, 15 years old. He's got a ball of money from a fundraiser from his dead mother. Um, his father, played by Lachlan O'Murren, is chasing after him and they basically go in a merry jaunt across North Kerry. Um, I like this. I think that there is an issue with this, though, in the sense of you know, it's very much a film of two completely conflicting ideas. On the one hand, you have this, you know, very breezy, very light comedy, very colourful. Kerry looks fantastic. Olivia Colman, of course, the comedy pedigree that she has from Peep Show and all the rest of it, more than capable of doing it. Then on the other hand, you have this very, very dark introspective drama about the role of motherhood and the idea of like lost souls finding each other and criminality and, you know, bad parents and all this kind of stuff. Really, really dark and heavy stuff. And the two of them feel at odds with each other. But I mean, look. Do they? So they're not just leaving it out so that you're actually, if you played it all as one or all as the other. It'll be too much. It'll be too much. Yeah. But this gives you this contrast, gives you something to enjoy. I guess it does. I mean, it's more, yeah. I mean, it's very jarring tonally. That's what I would say. It's like they're having this lovely moment. I'll give you an example. They're having this lovely moment on a beach and sun is shining, everything looks gorgeous. And then Olivia Coleman character tells this story of how she has become such a reluctant mother. And it's, I don't want to give it away, but it's very, very, very dark. And you really aren't expecting it. And I know that's the kind of thing in Irish comedies, particularly Irish road trip comedies, is that, that, you know, the journey is the journey into the soul and that, you know, it really kind of encapsulates the sort of the Irish, uh, you know, tragic comedy thing that we do so often and so well, I think. And this is a, this is a we, good we movie. Like, we do like our road trip movies. We do, don't we? Because, yeah, there was like The Last Ride from a couple of years ago. That was the one with uh, Michael Huseman and Neve Algar. Then there was I Went Down and there was The Van. Yeah, there's lo- we just seem to love a road trip comedy here. I don't know what it is. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely did enjoy this. I think Ema Reynolds is going to go on and do incredible stuff. Like, her documentaries, like I said, are fantastic. Olivia Coleman, she's always worth watching. Charlie Reed, I think he's going to go on and do good things. Um... I do wish it had a bit more kind of a command of its tone or whatever. I, I do wish it wasn't quite so jarring, but I mean, it's definitely worth the watch. That wasn't a budget limitation, do you think, was it? No, I don't think it was a budget limitation. I think it was the fact that the script was quite cleaved in the middle, if you know that sort of way. And I do think, uh, this is going to sound like I'm detracting from Ema Reynolds, but I think maybe more a more experienced director doing kind of narrative stuff might have had a better grasp on it like the fact that she up until this point had been doing documentaries where there's a very clear story and emotions are very much kind of uh, uh, following a through line and this it's very very sharp it's like one minute happy one minute really sad I saw the trailer for it when I was at the cinema last night visually it looks very good mm. 
Yeah, no, it is. It looks gorgeous. That's what I'm saying. And like, she has a real command of like, you know, Kerry looks fantastic. The cinematography is great. It really is that kind of dreamlike kind of state. But again, totally a little bit off. Well, actually, just talking about Irish movies, one, I don't know when it's out. What is it? The Banshees of Inishir and yes. Martin McDonough. And I'm yeah. looking at the photographs of it and it looks like stunning Irish landscapes. It does, what, doesn't it? What part of the west of Ireland? I want to say that's out in Ackle Island, I believe. Yeah, that's the one with um, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell. And like I say, yeah, it's the end. It's the third part. And Barry Keoghan as well. Barry Keoghan as well. And that's the third part in uh, Martin McDonough's trilogy. Did you not think it was a bit diddly either? Well, I haven't seen the chat. No, 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 but the pictures, I mean. The pictures. The pictures. Like, there's one, there's one picture when Conal Farrell is, like, walking a donkey up a, up a, a coast and you're just like... I mean, I do think... Is Martin that Mac- of its time? I mean, I mean in the 1920s. Yeah, no, I get that. But there always is an element of Martin McDonough's work that I think it's... It's just a little bit too diddly eye. It's just a little bit too kind of leaning into stereotypes. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it does, does, like, I, th- I don't think it's intentional. Maybe it is intentional, I don't know. But there's always a certain part of it, like, I mean, look, it's not on the level of Wild Mountain Time, what could be. But there's always a certain sort of incredulity, I think, about some of his work that you're always like, ah, oh, come on now. You know, there's always just a bit like you're straining credibility here, you know. Yeah. But, but then again, like, look, in Bruges, fantastic. Calvary, that was his brother, uh, fantastic. Like, I, you know, the guard loved it. But just sometimes he can be a bit... I don't know, he gets, he gets ahead of himself or he just kind of, I don't know, loses himself. I don't know. Okay, when is it coming out? The, Banish, uh, uh, the yeah. Banshees of Inishirin. Yeah. I want to say the end of the year. I don't have a date in it my might head. Be the next year. It's set in 1923 during the Civil War, which means 100 years ago. That's the time it's set in. Mm. Think about it. Okay. And I mean, like, I mean, and to be fair, I do think um, the Civil War is a, 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 a portion of Irish history that I think definitely does lend itself to cinematic stories. I mean, with the wind that shakes the barley, obviously, is the one that everyone kind of thinks of. But, you know, I do think it is a story that is right. Uh, that story in that time period is something that is ripe for a real kind of examination, okay. I think. Is DC League of Super Pets for talking about? Um, I mean, if nothing else in the sense of the cast is very good. I mean, like, you know, you have Dwayne Johnson, you have Keanu Reeves, you have Kate McKinnon, Mark Maron. Um, but no, I mean, look, this is 90 minutes of very, very colourful animation. I think, you know, kids will definitely get something out of it. It's very, very lively and funny in parts. I think adults will get something out of it in the sense of as they're watching it, they'll be trying to listen out for who the actor is that's playing it because they all sound very kind of vaguely familiar. But yeah, I mean, look... The, the the funniest part of this, I would say, is is uh, Dwayne Johnson's character is called Crypto. He's Superdog, but as also his alter ego is Bark Kent, which is so stupid. Yeah, Bark Kent. Bark like, Kent. Like, I like know, Clark I know, Kent. I know. You don't have to. Be yeah, but like, come on, it's funny. Like, laugh, <laughs> laugh a little. Come on, like, laugh a little. Yeah, I laugh. So, um, there you go. But there's, I mean, look. Okay, fine. There's another scene in it when Ace the Bat Dog pees on a Superman statue, and he's just like keep an eye yeah. contact with Superman to assert dominance I thought that was pretty funny that just shows you my level of humour okay though, so. but you know what I, when you said Bark Kent I thought of Roy Kent from Ted Lasso oh yeah playing Roy Keane sure and I think the guy who plays Roy Kent is going to be playing he's going to play Hercules right. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe but he turns up in one scene one scene in Thor Love and Thunder at that's the very right. very end so and that's not a giving anything away that's no anyway spoiler alright we leave it there Brian Lloyd from entertainment.ie thank you very much The Last Word with Matt Cooper weekdays from 4.30 Today and-